Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host. Joining me today in another edition, recruiting edition of On Texas Football is Jerry Hamilton, national college uh, football recruiting expert for On3, uh, college football recruiting expert for Inside Texas. Uh, Jerry joins me uh, one day away uh, from National Signing Day. Kids put ink to paper, at least the majority of them do uh, tomorrow, Jerry. Um, you know, I wrote a column this morning that I think that recruiting has changed for Texas, possibly forever. Uh, Steve Sarkeesian's definitely playing more of the SEC recruiting game uh, from the standpoint of waiting till the final minute uh, for the big guys. And uh, that looks like what's happening right now. What do you think? Yeah, Bobby, I uh, I completely agree with you. Look, I think they're going after the very best players that are on their board. And uh, if not, they'll live with the results. But you know what is different now? You can, it's easier to live with the results with the portal. I think that's the big difference. You, you can take those big swings and miss because you know you might have a fastball coming on, on, you know, on an 0-2 count, right, in college football recruiting now. You didn't have that two, three years ago. So for these big-time pro, big programs, that's the way to do it. I mean, that, for the Blue Bloods, that's the way to do it. Go after the very best players. And if you don't get them, fill your remaining needs in the portal as a quick fix. It's not how you build a program, but as, especially as you're building a program. So, yeah, I totally agree with you. And, by the way, we're less than 24 hours from signing day, what, 16. So, if I look down, it is my phone buzzing just for yeah, the people. Yeah, I'm, I'm sitting here. I'm kind of like going back and forth, too, at times. So, I completely <laughs> understand we're both – uh, it's not just us, but uh, Eric, Joe, uh, Justin, every uh, Ian, everybody's working the phones right now. Um, uh, as we get down to the to the final uh, 24 hours here, um, so I think first let's go over the news uh, that that has happened briefly because uh, since our last video, some things have happened. First of all, Neto Umiozolu, uh, lineman out of uh, Allen commits to Texas in a somewhat of a surprise because Texas was not, or not Texas, people weren't knowing where Neto was going to go as of yesterday, uh, and they didn't know when he would do anything either, but it turns out he commits to Texas late yesterday. Yeah, and, and let's, I want to be perfectly clear about this. Not only did the people in our industry not know where Neto was leaning, neither did the college coaches recruiting him, and that includes some really high-level staffs at Texas, Alabama, Oklahoma, you know, USC. I mean, you go down the list. Um, those are the four official visits. Uh, you know, look, it, it was interesting. I think Texas fans um, hit the pause or say, ah, he's gone button because Kyle Flood was supposed to make an in-home visit last Wednesday. And Neto called it off, said, I'm going to make this one-day official visit to Baylor. 
I think at that point, Texas fans threw their hands up as uh, moving on next guy. Right. Um, but this is where, what your first point was, Bobby. What did Kyle Flood do? He was at Allen High Thursday. He had the in-home visit. He didn't walk away from that recruitment. The guy's too good of a player to walk away from the recruitment. Did that in-home make the difference? I don't know. He visited, officially visited November 13th. It was his last official visit, right? Um, I think, uh, you know, one thing I've always said about recruiting is the best momentum in recruiting is late recruiting because that creates a little FOMO. And not, and I'm not saying anything negative about a kid when I say FOMO, but when you're in the decision-making process, a lot, of, Bob, we've been doing this a long time. A couple of kids go with the momentum. They roll with the momentum. And what Texas had, suddenly had offensive line class momentum for the first time in over a decade, right? Kelvin Banks Saturday, um, you know, Cam Williams Sunday. And then all of a sudden, you know, Neto's looking around saying, okay, there's other good, there's other good dudes going to Texas, right? And um, this was a big win for Steve Sarkeesian. Yeah, it was huge for Kyle Flood. Big win for Steve Sarkeesian, because I'm telling you, Zena, the brother, the edge kid in 2024, is going to be a top 50 kid in the country. So it's this is a really big recruitment uh, for the Texas program to win. Not only is Neto really talented, but his brother's really talented too. And by the way, there's been a lot of questions. Is Neto an early enrollee? I got that answer from Neto a couple hours ago. No, he 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 graduates in May, will be in Austin in June. Okay, perfect. Um, real quick, some specs on Neto. Height, weight, wingspan, all that good stuff that yeah, you know. Yeah, Neto's a, is 6'4", maybe 6'4 and a quarter, right in that area code. Um, 285-ish, 290 at Under Armour Camp back in March of last year. 83-inch wingspan, 10.5-inch hands. I mean, that's oh. the one thing with these these got kids in the offensive line. I mean, I Kelvin Banks, Neto, Cam Williams, Cole Hudson all have 80-inch wingspans or more. And I know wingspan isn't the number that you're, the college coaches are looking for, but we didn't – a lot at these camps didn't measure arm length because of COVID. So you got to go off the wingspan measurements for now. But if you have an 80-inch wingspan, unless you have the broadest shoulders on planet Earth, you got pretty long arms. Gotcha. Yeah, and, and I think that, you know, and, and they use that in particular for pass protection. Uh, it's a particularly, you know, powerful uh, measurement. And Texas has not had the biggest uh, guys on the interior compared to their, uh, their foes overall. Uh, Kyle Flood seemed to go away from that, actually, and start putting bigger guys on the field this year. Uh, for the Longhorns. All right. Um, one more thing. Uh, I mentioned some other news that we need to, that we need to go over since the last one. Devon Campbell uh, has come out and said that he is uh, not announcing until February 3rd, which is uh, National Signing Day 2. That caught me by surprise, may have caught some other people by surprise as well. But, you know, he's, he's looking around. Oklahoma is thought to be a, a, key, a key competitor since he's waiting until the new year, too. You don't know if other teams might work themselves back in there. USC was there, Alabama. You just don't know. And he has one more official visit left, I think, too. Yes, 100%. And, and, and so th that happened. Um, also not announcing until February. Uh, Jacoby Matthews out of Ponchatoula, Louisiana, that Texas uh, had some momentum with. So he's one to watch. Harold Perkins, the all-everything all young man from Side uh, 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 Park, I think right down in the Houston area. Uh, he's waiting until February. 
It looks like Caleb Douglas, the wide receiver out of the Fort Bend area, is waiting until February. That's another guy Texas was on. Uh, T.J. Dudley, linebacker out of Alabama, waiting till February. Um, and one that's kind of interesting is Ernest Green is not waiting till February. He's signing on Wednesday. Uh, Texas is among a, a handful of group, handful of guys that are going to be uh, there. Alabama thought to be the leader, but Texas, Georgia, and I believe USC got a weekend visit right. also in there. But he will, even though he's signing on Wednesday, he won't announce until uh, the uh, January 8th um, All-American game. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. And, and another one to add in that, Larry Turner Gooden uh, oh. confirmed to me, same thing. He is going to sign tomorrow. We'll announce January 8th during the Adidas All-America game. Uh, but Devon Campbell, I think, is going to be very interesting, Bobby, is it, it, if he actually does wait until February to sign. Look, the thing to remember with the early signing period, everybody looks at Wednesday. It's Wednesday through Friday, right? There's three days. A lot can happen. In, on Thursday and then Friday, right? But let's say he doesn't sign. Let's say Malik Ogbo jumps in tomorrow. Texas has six offensive line commits in the class. Boy, does that give Oklahoma and Alabama and everybody else ammunition. How many times, Bobby, in your 30 years doing this have you seen seven-man offensive line classes? It just doesn't happen very often. No, it doesn't, but here's the issue. Here's the flip to that. Devon Campbell, I think, is the highest rated one of the whole group. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, you start going at them with that, with your Oklahoma and or any other school. And right. what do you mean? You don't think I can compete? You know, and so I think that's a great point, Bobby. Colleges have to be very careful because they can turn a kid right back to where he wanted to go. Exactly. And I think that's going to be that. That's that I you know, they these guys are good recruiters. Don't get me wrong. They'll right. they'll figure the way out to. To, right. uh, to discuss the situation. And a lot of times that message isn't to the kid, it's to the circle. Yeah, and, and I think that's totally fair. Um, all right, so tomorrow, the, the rest of this, uh, and then there's some other news I wanted to mention. We mentioned all the guys delaying, um, including Devon. Uh, there's also some other news that you broke this morning. Uh, Champ Lewis, the defensive back out of uh, uh, New Orleans. Give us the latest on that, because he's committed to Texas, but... Yeah, to Ronald Champ Lewis from Warren Easton, um, a ball hawk safety that Texas recruited as a corner. Uh, Warren Easton uh, staff has always said they thought he was a better safety, but the main the news was that he's not signing tomorrow. He's going to wait till February 3rd. He told me he remains a Texas commitment, but he's going to look at his options and he's going to probably visit some other schools in January leading up to February 3rd. So I think that's kind of telling. Um, it's telling in that does Texas fill up and then he doesn't have a spot come February 3rd. Right. I think that's the situation that we're looking at to see if it's going to play out that way. And I would say, you know, it, as many shots on goal as Texas has here with the high school kids and a Ryan Watts from Ohio state in the portal, I would think that class is going to fill up at DB. Yeah. And, and I want to be fair to here too. So um, champ Lewis is uh, the lowest rated defensive back commitment texas has but that's on the recruiting analysts lists right not on the university of texas board per se so there's a totally different you know beauties in the eye of the beholder here so don't hey bobby don't bobby we're to, never wrong in this business we're never wrong in this business yeah we we don't play the game <laughs> right um or we don't play the games but i, I did want to say that 
Another yes. number also may have just opened up in the um, uh, in the secondary because uh, current Texas freshman Ishmael Ibrahim out of Dallas Kimball, uh, he had uh, some run-ins with the law during his high school career, uh, which Texas felt was was behind him. But I tell you what, news out of Oklahoma that he's involved in some sort of revenge porn uh, situation with a former girlfriend or a former acquaintance of, of some sort. Uh, it, it, it was announced today that Texas has suspended him uh, and he is a cornerback. He got injured, played a little bit early this year, but got injured. Uh, and they really liked him as a player. He was, he was looking good. But does that open up another spot um, in the secondary or what does that do for Texas? Yeah, your first reaction, your common sense reaction to that is, okay, well, if they had the battle with Texas to get him there in the first place, then there's not going to be a chance at three strikes, right? I mean, that we already went to bat for you once, then he embarrasses us doing this, so no, right? That's your that's what common sense says. So, yeah, I think a spot opens up. And, look, it, it's that's an easier replacement. That, you know, if you can win Ryan Watts in the portal, that recruitment, then that slides right in to that spot. And that's Abraham was a kid with a little bit of college experience until he got hurt. Ryan Watts is a kid with two years of college experience at Ohio State. That's a pretty good trade-off for Texas. Not that Ibrahim's not talented. That's a pretty good trade-off for spot for spot. Yeah, no, I, I totally get it. Okay. All right, so that's the breaking news. Now, tomorrow, Texas has a number of guys. Let's just tick them off of, of who, who we know are announcing tomorrow. Savion Red, running back athlete, uh, supreme out of Grand Prairie. Um, he is said to be, he posted today saying that he's down to both Texas and SMU, which is where he was originally committed. Correct. Um, Correct. what are your, what's, what's the latest you're hearing there, Jerry? Yeah, I, I, I think things have been trending Texas there. I think the question was, you know, what, what are the numbers going to look like? But um, I've believed that Savion Red was going to be a take for Texas because, you know, he's with a seven on seven program, True Buzz. Well, um, you know, Jamel Johnson, 2023 commitments there. Anthony Hill, one of the top 2023 linebackers in the country, other young kids. Um, so I think there's a natural connection there. And the other thing is, I think Red is a really, really good football player and a guy we probably have underrated in our in, in our business, honestly, because his senior year was such a big jump from his junior year. Um, look, and there's been say, there's people say, well, he's had he's had maturity issues. Well, OK, if all that checked out when he was on his visit with that, I think the conversation with with him and Steve Sarkeesian Sunday was probably the most important one. That's one where Steve Sarkeesian feels comfortable and the staff feels comfortable and the kids good enough to play at Texas. And and look, it they need a second running back in this class and he can go play slot receiver in a pinch. So I think he's a very valuable take. And as you mentioned before, Texas needs guys that are just want to physically win matchups, wherever it is on the field, whatever they're doing, they want to win the matchup. And he fits that mold. You mean anything like Mikey Henderson? I, we've talked about, we've talked about um, with him. We've talked about Roshan. him being similar to Roshan Johnson. Um, because of this physical style of play and the yeah. fact that he's a high school quarterback that's likely to move to running back. We've talked about Greg Eisworth, the uh, yeah. all-conference safety at, at uh, Iowa State. What about um, – is it Mikey or Mickey Henderson that, yeah. that, that went up to OU that was kind of that H-back, really right. nice role player for them? 
Yeah, Henderson was a much bigger kid. He was 6'2", 235. Okay, okay. So a much bigger frame kid. Okay. But similar in the roles they played in high school, right? I think Red's more of a natural running back, though. I, or he's going to mold into that position, I think. I, I really think that's going to be a strength. I think he plays through contact, which yeah. is just, uh, like you said, that's one of those things. Okay, the other guy that could announce t- tomorrow, but we do not have confirmation that he's even signing right now, is another running back, and we're just going position by position. Terrence Gibbs out of the Winter Park area in Florida visited this weekend. Yeah, um, I, I we just got something on that. Um, uh, Joe Cook um, just just said that um, the recruiting coordinator at Winter Park said Terrence that he does not believe Terrence will sign tomorrow, so that'll be a February third. Okay, so that makes sense because makes sense. That means red is on the on the on the on it on on the green button go, yes. and Gibbs is on the wait. Let's wait a second. And, and Bobby, and I think that's a chance for us to explain a lot of things late in recruiting, real quick. And I know we 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 got a time. Condensed okay. You know, a lot of times when you get down to it, I don't want to call it recruiting games. It's recruiting strategy. You know, you get two guys at a position, right? First, you decide which guy you want. If there's two guys you want, you want to split them. You want to get one of those two to fill a need. I really think that is a lot of what – and it may be if you have need it for – if two wide receivers, it may be down to four guys, and you hope to split that and get two. But a lot of times when we come down to the wire like that, like this, that's what's going on is you have your, you have your couple of guys, and you want to split those and make sure you get one. You don't want to walk away empty-handed – uh, and then the other part is deciding between two guys, which is your take. So I think that it goes two ways, but I think that's a lot of what goes on here late in the game. Got it. Um, all right. So I am, I'm, let's, let's flip now forward to wide receiver. The one, there's two that we know of that Texas is after that are signing tomorrow that are uncommitted. That is Armani Winfield out of Louisville um, and Shaz Preston out of St. James, Louisiana. Now, Texas has been in the thick of it from Armani Winfield from the get-go. He apparently is down to Texas and Baylor. Tell us a little bit about him, including height, weight, 40-yard speed, that sort of stuff. Yeah, Armani Winfield's a kid who's, uh, I think his best uh, maybe attribute, he's a really good tracker of the football. You know, he, he does a good job selling it and then just tracking the football in the air and getting his head turned and, and making a sure-handed catch. He's got a big catch radius. He's got long arms. He's 6'2", 180. He's also got long arms. Uh, he ran really well at the Under Armour Combine, which what I, I was when I was a part of that in March in Dallas. Um, he works with Margin Hooks, who I think does a fabulous job with wide receiver instruction. And, you know, for a while there, he wasn't working with him as much, and I think he might have slid off a little bit as a junior, and he had a little bit of a knee issue came back fully healthy as a senior and caught 60, around 60 passes for 1,006 yards and eight touchdowns. He had a really good senior year on a Louisville team who had one of their best seasons in a long time. Uh, Michigan State thought they had a great chance at him when he decommitted from Texas. I think over time that wore off a little bit. Then he made the official visit to Baylor last weekend. Steve Sarkeesian got re-engaged with that recruitment on Monday through today. Um, And so if people are wondering, does Texas want Armani Winfield? Yes, they want Armani Winfield um, in the class. So, you know, it's hard for me to pick against Texas if Sarkeesian wants him. Especially at that position. Especially at that position, you know, especially especially with Quinn Ewers, who he knows well, 
coming in there now. Yeah. Let me say this too. I mean, like, you know, there's a, a guy, he averaged almost 16 yards a catch. That, anybody that does that with that many receptions yeah. can ride out. In, da- in Dallas Fort Worth competition at yeah. the highest level. Yeah, I don't, I, you and I are on the same page on that. Tell us a little bit about um, Shaz Preston. Yeah, Shaz uh, Preston, uh, he's a kid who's been really good for a long time down in St. James in South Louisiana. You know, he's he's announcing on ESPN signing day special tomorrow around 2 p.m. The show comes on, I think, at 2, um, so 1 Central. So it may be 1.30-ish our time, but 2.30-ish East Coast time. Um, but I'll tell you what he is. He's a great 50-50 ball winner. He really has a natural feel. It's almost like he's a basketball player, shielding. He understands shielding and rebounding. And he's broad shoulders, a strong kid. He plays through contact. I think he's quicker than fast. Um, I don't think he's going to run four or five, but I think he's a really, really good player. And the four hats on the table will be Alabama, who's been the favorite for a while, Texas, LSU, Georgia. I don't see Georgia. I, you know, it's tough for me to bet on LSU right now. They've just had too much turnover. Um, I really think Texas would be an upset win over Alabama. But late in the game, let's see what happens tomorrow. A lot of people are asking, does does Alabama want him? Do they have enough space for him? Well, Alabama brought him in last weekend for an official visit. I don't think they would have done that if they didn't have space. All right. One last name. Besides Caleb Douglas, who we said was a young man out of Missouri City that's waiting until February. One other name I've got to ask about it, a receiver, and I would be remiss if I didn't. That's Evan Stewart. Yeah, I'd, I'd be surprised. I'd be surprised. Evan, Evan yeah. Stewart out of Frisco has committed to AM, has been sticking with that commitment, even though he's been re- being recruited pretty heavily uh, by Xavier Worthy uh, right. via Instagram and all these other uh, social media apps. All right. So that, yeah, that's, but let, that's let me say the, this. Let me say this. I would be surprised, but to the Texas staff's credit, it's not somebody you stop recruiting. You recruit through the whistle on a great player, potentially a great player. And, they, and, they and that's have, what they've done. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, so we've talked about running backs and wide receivers, quarterbacks, of course, already set tight ends, none offensive line has been the big thing. Um, we've mentioned the five that have already committed uh, Malik Ogbo is tomorrow at 4 PM central two o'clock Pacific Ernest green. We talked about, he is signing tomorrow, but not announcing until January 8th. Uh, and then Devon Campbell, we've already talked about him. So Ogbo is down to Texas and who else? He's the only offensive line we're worrying about tomorrow. Right. Texas, Auburn, Oklahoma, uh, and turnover chain Miami. So I think Texas felt good about that one for a while. And um, I've been wrong before in this business. I'll be surprised if that doesn't go Texas way. Okay, gotcha. So that would put Texas at six. Um, let's go to the next one here. One defensive lineman I know they're still keeping up with, but I, I think that it's a real, real long shot. And you and I talked about this off offline before this, and that's Omari Abor out of uh, Duncanville, who we suspect is going to Ohio State. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's 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 what people in, in the Duncanville area or around the Duncanville program expect. But we'll yep, see. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Now let's let's turn our attention to the secondary um, for the final uh, uh, piece of this. Once more, I, I do want to say, if you want a subscription and know what's going on at the very latest to inside uh, to Texas football recruiting, Try InsideTexas.com. I promise you, uh, Jerry and I are checking our phones by the minute and posting updates. Uh, this video is actually not allowing us to post updates, uh, but I'm thinking we'll get it, we'll get to them as soon as we can. 
Okay. Uh, defensive backs, we mentioned Jacoby Matthews, Harold Perkins, February decisions. Uh, you've already mentioned Ryan Watts, a portal decision out of Ohio State. Now let's look at all the guys that Texas got on the board. Larry Turner Gooden uh, signs tomorrow, announces January 8th. Bryce Anderson committed to AM. Uh, you know, Texas has not uh, thrown in the towel there. Denver Harris, the five star safety out of uh, our five star cornerback, excuse me, out of North Shore, uh, AM in Texas there. Uh, Xavion Bryce out of Arlington Seguin announces 7 a.m. tomorrow. Terrence Brooks uh, committed to Ohio State, but Texas hasn't given up there. He's at 845. Kendrick Law out of uh, Shreveport, he is set to sign. Uh, at three o'clock on Friday uh, in Texas, Alabama, uh, Florida State, among other LSU, among others there. Yeah, I'll start with Kendrick Law. Um, spoke, spoke with somebody up at Captain Shreve this morning. I think one of the keys there is Texas, um, Alabama, whoever, the LSU and Florida State, they're, that's the final four. I think Kendrick wants a chance at wide receiver first. And I think all four of those schools are telling him they'll give him that opportunity. I know Texas is telling him they'll give him that opportunity. Then if it doesn't work out, he'll be glad to move to safety. I love the kid, man. I went and visited Captain Shreve this year. He's a National Honor Society kid. He was fun to be around, intelligent kid. He doesn't do any media interviews. I mean, he keeps everything to himself. He's not going to play the game. Um, and he, I, it was kind of a breath of fresh air, I'll be honest, but he has a, got a great build. Uh, he ran a fully automatic time around 10-6 last spring. So he's at 5'11 and a half, 180, 180, 185, 190, I should say. So he's got a lot of juice. He's got a really good frame. Uh, I think he's a safety long-term, but he does catch the ball with arms extended and hands open. I mean, uh, he's physical too. And he's physical. And he's, he's, a he runs of, 10, he, he's one of the best football players in this class nobody talks about because he doesn't put himself out there. Gotcha. He's just not a, he doesn't do the whole media thing. Right. And, and Shreveport's not exactly this media right. mecca either. Right. You know, so to be fair, it's not Houston or Dallas or Miami or Atlanta where those kids are, are getting uh, really hit on hard on a, yep. on a continual basis. So um, I'll, zip through the, I'll zip through the corners real quick. So uh, Denver Harris, you know, look, AM, Texas, Corey Raymond leaving LSU took them out. Um, I think if Corey Raymond had stayed at LSU, I actually think that's where he might have ended up, honestly. But that they're out. So it's AM Texas. Um, both schools have had confidence. Both schools have confidence today. So he's obviously telling both people what they want to hear. And it, hap it happens every year in the business. There's a lot of pressure on these kids and families, especially when it's intense in-state pressure. So I think he's telling everybody what they want to hear. We'll see what he does Wednesday. Uh, but it's going to be one of the two in-state schools, and both of them think they're going to get them. Yeah, to, you know, had an injury his junior year, came back his senior year, uh, gotten healthy, uh, five-star prospect. What Top 25 guy in the country, Jerry? Yeah, top 25 guy in the country. Was thought to be top 15 before his injury. You know, then he missed the first half of the year, came back. Hamstring tightened up on him, which happens a lot from those kids, the skilled kids after they come back from that ACL. He missed another game or two. Uh, but he played really well last weekend. He was a blanket on Caleb Burton. Okay. So gotcha. Um, he, he is playing at a high level, and he is a high-level corner. And what the North Shore staff has always said about him, you know, because guy, the corners that come through there get compared to Shockey Brown. Obviously, Texas fans know Shockey Brown. 
they say he's shocky Brown athletically with more scheme versatility. That's saying yeah. a lot for a kid. Yeah. <laughs> and Terrence and Brooks, Brown had arms that go for days. For um, days, right? Terrence, Terrence Brooks. Brooks. Yeah, Terrence. Brooks is going to be interesting. You know, he's Ohio State commitment, obviously. He committed to Ohio State because of Kerry Coombs uh, player development, the history of his player development there. Um, everything looked great for Ohio State on that till they make a defensive coordinator change. And, you know, uh, Knowles comes in from Oklahoma State, which, by the way, is a tremendous hire. Um, a tremendous hire. But then the question becomes how many D coordinators come into a program and just leave the staff intact and don't, and don't bring anybody they want in any position. That rarely happens. So I think that's been interesting with the Brooks family. What, where's Kerry going to be next year? He's still going to be on Ohio State staff. Is he going to move on after signing day? Terrence is an early enrollee. It's a big decision. Uh, Texas, uh, Sarkeesian and staff made an in-home last week. Uh, Terry Joseph's continued to be in contact. Terry Joseph had a pre-existing relationship for well over a year when he was at Notre Dame. Um, so, you know, Texas A&M was making a move there too until Elko left. Does that tell you anything about Ohio State? I don't know. But, um, you know, we'll see what happens with this one. Like you said, 8.45 a.m. tomorrow. This is one where I can, I can guarantee you this. If the kid signs with Ohio State, Texas could not have done anything more in this recruitment. They've done a really good job uh, uh, with the recruitment, and, and the kid knows he's wanted and has known he's been wanted by the Texas staff. And by the way, I love the kid as a player, and I love him, Bobby, for those who haven't seen him, because he can play corner, he can play nickel, and he can play safety. He can play anywhere. He has a big-time value on a, on a defense. Uh, and he's got an 80-inch wingspan at 5'11 and a half. Just think about that. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, hey, um, all right, quickly, Bryce Anderson, anything happening there? We don't know what's, what's going on. Yeah, I think it's a long shot um, headed into the 11th hour here. Um, I don't know what time he signs tomorrow, you know, um, but, uh, you know, I, I, I think that was one where, you know, Texas didn't, Steve Sarkeesian didn't do an in-home visit that last week. And does that end up costing him at the end of the day in this recruitment? Quite possibly. We'll find out. Um, but I think that one's a longer shot as of whenever we're shooting this video. Okay. <laughs> three o'clock. Three o'clock. Hey, but by the time this video goes public, who knows? Yeah, exactly. Xavion Bryce at Arlington Seguin. Yeah, Xavion Bryce, uh, that's Texas or Oklahoma. I think uh, Texas Tech's a hat on the table. Um and, uh, you know, we'll see what happens there. I think that's kind of a numbers crunch thing. And not to say, no, Texas holds the cards. And if we want him, we get him. But that was his last official visit. He could have taken a, an official visit back up to Oklahoma and meet the staff, right, and, and, and gone back up there. And he chose not to do that. I think the Texas is in there, if they really, really push for him, is Brent Venables blew up the whole defensive staff. Right. So there aren't any relationships for Xavier Bryce. So his relationships right now are at Texas in that department. Is that enough to push him over the top? We'll see. I think he's a really good football player. And again, a little scheme versatility defensively. Last one, Larry Turner Gooden. Uh, yeah. Larry Turner Gooden, like Ernest Green, is signing tomorrow. Will not announce till January 8th at the Adidas All America Bowl. And again, I think that's a numbers deal. Um, I think Texas can win this recruitment if they want to win the recruitment. If not, Maryland, Colorado, um, you know, a couple others there. 
Um, so I, I think that just comes down to numbers. And we didn't mention Jacoby Matthews, and I do want to mention him. Yeah, I, I, I said he was – we talked yeah. about him as a – Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. As, that's a, right. as a February guy. He and Harold yeah, Perkins it, both. And, and let's – let's give me two – a couple seconds here on Jacoby. Texas was feeling really, really good about that in the last couple of weeks. I think him not signing until February makes that a much t- tougher hill to climb because now Nick Saban has a month and a half. LSU has time. Frank Wilson has time. Who knows if he goes to Florida in mid-January for a visit. So, so many things can happen in that recruitment. Um, we'll see how it plays out. But, look, he's good enough that Texas will keep battling and plugging away until February 3rd. Gotcha. Um, all right, so just to recap real quick, tomorrow, just be on the watch for Savion Red at 2 p.m., Malik Ogbo at 4 p.m. Not sure yet on timing for Amani Winfield, uh, but we think that's between Texas and Baylor. Shaz Preston, the wide receiver from St. James, is at 2 p.m. tomorrow on ESPN. Uh, Also in the secondary alone, Terrence Brooks, 8.45 in the morning. Xavion Bryce, 7 a.m. in the the morning. Denver Harris at his high school. We're not sure on the time yet. Bryce Anderson at his high school. We're not sure on the time yet. Larry Turner Gooden, uh, signing but not announcing. And then Kendrick Law, not not even signing or announcing until Friday. All right, Jerry, you have anything else you want to add before we get going? Because this is a long edition. And I want to give you an opportunity to say whatever you'd like, bud. No, I want to just let's just put a kind of a, a where we're at right now. Texas has the number six recruiting class in the on three consensus uh, rankings, team rankings. Uh, I think one and two are pretty much decided. So Georgia's not going to finish with nobody. So three could be tough. I think Texas has a chance to finish between fourth and seventh, depending on how the day goes tomorrow. I think the day. Uh, will go pretty well. Will it go great is the question. It's going to go well, but will it go great? If it goes great, then Texas is looking at a top four class coming off a five and seven season. You take that all day and run. Yep. All right, Jerry, thanks again. But uh, if you're interested in more of these videos, please hit the subscribe button on the bottom right hand uh, corner of your screen. That's the, the YouTube channel that we're on. Also, if you, again, I can't say this enough, If you're interested in Texas football, football recruiting, and even basketball and basketball recruiting, there is no better place than InsideTexas.com. Six full-time writers, reporters, uh, covering nothing but Texas Longhorns all day, every day. Uh, Jerry, thanks again, bud. Uh, Good luck tomorrow with the sign gate. I'll be there with you, bud. I'll need it. See (laughs) you. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.